0: I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories.
1: I remember seeing you sweat.
0: Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my god, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. (laughs) Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a growing oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. The true sign of a seasoned street performer is the ability to roll with the unexpected and seamlessly incorporate it into your show. Done successfully, the audience will be caught up in the magic and realize that they're witnessing something that will only ever happen once. But what happens when the unexpected becomes potentially dangerous? J.P. McKendry found himself in the middle of a show at the Stockholm Street Performers Festival where things could have gone horribly wrong. Thankfully, his ability to focus on the challenges while keeping the audience distracted with his sense of humor diverted potential calamity in a story we're calling Controlled Chaos.
1: I want you to tell the story of um, when we were in Stockholm that year with the crazy guys. My favorite part of that story is I was doing rocking clown shows there, having so much fun improvising and mucking around. I had prime time and you went, right, I'll film it for you so that you can do this on promo. And it was just Chaos. It, was, it was total chaos. I really want to send that to any festival to say, look, I can deal with anything. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember beat by beat what happened? Yeah, to tell pretty the much I can. And it's that Stockholm pitch. And the fountain where you work is so huge. Massive. You play and half yeah, of it. Yeah, basically. you only play the front half of it. Yeah. Which means behind there's a huge runway to where you are. Mm-hmm. And I hear this guy just singing behind me, and I just turn. I know he's coming, and I know there's something coming behind me, and I know the whole audience can see it. And I turn around, and there's six foot four Viking, (laughs) massive beard. Like he is your your Stockholm. He is the Viking. Yeah, massive, drunk off his head, homeless guy and just came in and started yelling and screaming but he was a happy drunk he was fine yeah. and he said like, oh, hey what are you doing oh that's funny, man." he didn't clear his and, face for himself because when he started coming our people moving out of the way well listen yeah this is it uh, I've got Thornston, the organiser sitting there the whole time going do you want me to do you want me to and I'm like he's fine I, I can yeah. deal I like dealing with this uh-huh. weird stuff in the middle of shows and I can deal with it not a problem and he was fun, he was lovely, and then finally I get him off stage and he starts walking up and out of the amphitheatre and I'm like, finally he's leaving and he's like, no, I'm not. And he turns <laughs> around, pushes some people over, sits on the bench and goes, I'm staying a watch." <laughs> he was lovely. He was just all the way through the energy that he was giving. Yeah, Crazy yeah. drunk. He was. But lovely. And my favourite one was... I was trying not to do tricks, just talking, playing, talking, playing. And I went, okay, so if you want to see me do a trick, and everyone goes, yeah. And he goes, no, do some more talking. You're a funny fucker. And <laughs> <laughs> it's went, excellent, right? Do more uh-huh. jokes. Uh-huh. And then the other one came in.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the other one came
1: in Right when you kind of like Guy kind of settled down to just being yeah. quiet and we watching a show. We could just do the show and we could get on with yeah. it and it was heading perfect. Yeah. And then the screaming. Couldn't understand a word he said except for one which was genocide. Mm. He was coming, it was from quite a distance he was yelling. Yeah. And he's in the hip hop outfit. He was off his head on something and I honestly believe that's the first time I've seen someone on ice like that was my reaction to it because I've seen a couple since then going yeah he was aggressive nasty screaming ran into the pitch from behind from the same direction direction that's that's where the crazy people come from but I actually think there is uh, because I analyze stuff and I, I work out why these things happen and it's important for me to know why stuff happens so I can fix it do it again whatever And he's a black guy. He's coming in, and I've been yelling with the speaker system in that. Like we heard five, six blocks away, Mm -hmm. and I'm going. I'm Australian. I'm Australian. Like constantly koala and whatever Australia. And the English, when they came out to Australia, killed off all of the Tasmanian Aboriginals, and it was genocide in that, like over however many years. Yeah. And that's the only connection I can make is that yeah. he's heard Australia and he's gone, I hate Australians because they've performed genocide. And sure. he's turned up and he's screaming and yelling and all of that. And I'm trying to keep it happy, keep everyone happy. And you got so your I'm kid out there. Taking the piss. The kid is... Kids there. Thank God it's such a big pitch. Yeah. Right. Because i push pushed the kid as far back and, and all me- I'm doing is making sure my body is between the idiot and the kid. Uh-huh and then yeah my favourite line I did this yesterday here in Dubai which is probably wrong but it was fun um, give the kid a machete mm-hmm. say if he comes near you stab him you're under 16 you won't go to jail yeah. it's fine
0: yeah
1: um, in that situation he needed a weapon and in that situation <laughs> but he was so far and he was near his dad and that was all fine mm-hmm. but getting this guy off stage was hard and again Thornton's going do you need help do you? and I'm like I'm fine I can deal with this I can deal with this and I could and it was just taking the piss out of him and he throws his jumper down at one point and I went, I know how to get rid of this guy. Pick up the jumper and start running away and he's like, my jumper, Chase around, that's all in there. Yeah. And then the Viking decides he's sick of this. Yeah. <laughs> and comes running out of the audience going, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at that point I turned to deal with the Viking because I know I can shut him down fast. I see the camera that you were using dumped on its side. <laughs> you run out. Thornton runs out and someone else runs out. You get him off stage to the far corner. Sort of. Someone got him hear off hear stage. Thornton, It was Thornton who dragged been. him up there. But there was also, a, I remember there was also a black guy in the audience that was, like, was yeah. trying to, was going like, you're making this worse for yourself. Like he's he yeah. making all of us look bad and then he was trying to coax him out yeah I think he took his hat yeah that was yeah, and then fastest and then was also re- remember this
0: woman came out at one point
1: as soon as someone else took the guy yeah my focus goes back to the audience because the audience is in shock
0: well this has gone on for quite, quite a while you've got to
1: keep them level and you've got to yeah. keep them same it, it as, was... as anyone who's gone into shock yeah you can talk them down make it happy it's all fine we're good and the kid's still standing there with the machete so I know I start focusing on the kid but all I can hear is him still screaming in the corner. But I wasn't focused on what he was screaming about. I was trying to keep the audience's focus center. And then... Yeah, well, the people have to realize... This was about five or six minutes of chaos... Yeah. ...in the middle of your show with this guy. And, like, aggressive. Yeah. Like, he was aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, But I was totally calm, cracking jokes the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a really weird thing. It was was very tense. Yes. And that's where I was. Like... If the audience freaks out, you've lost it. Yeah. If the audience is still with you, But they're also kind of watching because it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I want to see how this is going to end. Yeah. And I was trying to pull it back and trying to the whole time. And then you guys get him out of the show. Yeah. He's still there. You can still hear the screaming. But I'm trying to get it back. Happy, friendly with the kid. Great, friendly with the kid. And then he comes running through. The broken bottle. That's what I think it would happen. No, I think it was a Stanley knife. No, oh, a little knife. He had something. Cause it but he happen. ran through the audience with, point, uh, They split. I <laughs> just saw everyone standing, and that's when I knew okay, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. This has never happened before. <laughs> audience running in different directions. Comes running on stage at me. Thornton comes past and goes running for Thornton. He takes him out the back, but everyone can still see it all. And at some point, someone had finally called out. the police. Oh yeah, this guy. Um, guy came out of the audience. The black guy who was helping came out of the audience and whispered in my ear, "The, the police have been called." All ah, right. Yeah. And I went, "Thank you for that," and kept going with the kid. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite thing was having the two police come running over, crash tackle the guy. Yeah, now, I couldn't see because where I was seated, but uh, but yeah, I could see that the audience. He was way, way far on the yeah. the back edge. Yeah. And right? they and they just and ran they- through and crash tackled the guy. <laughs> took the weapon off him picked him up and we're frog marching him back and I've got this still got this 10 year old he's loving it and I went see that see that they're your police they're awesome everyone give these guys take it off and then I've got 10 minutes or something to bring the energy back to you did happy finale friendly show yeah and by the end it was like They did yeah it it was amazing because it there was so many times you could have bailed that because like, it was just... Because it got bad. It got really tense and dangerous yeah, and scary. It was, it was very bad. Twice. When, yeah. he's, when he's on stage and the other drunk came out. Yeah. It's very it, dodgy. And then when he's running through with a weapon. Yeah. So... There's two bits that just went, whoa. Yeah. But you were just so focused on, I'm going to finish this show. And that was the one show that got videoed and that my promo was. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, the backlash from that well the backlash from that was I walked off stage and sculled three beers immediately and stopped shaking about an hour and a half later yeah but the next day I did the most beautiful wonderful show I did for the whole of Stockholm and honestly for that whole year yeah that was the best show I've done was the next day and no one videoed it (laughs) yeah but you have this amazing that was so crazy that show yeah
0: Oh, my God. Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a dedicated team who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. This episode is proudly sponsored by Buskin City, a platform for professional street performers to book their own tour in different parts of the world using a simple booking calendar. For more information, please visit buskincity.com. That's B-U-S-K-I-N-C-I-T-Y dot com. And huge thanks to Thorsten Anderson, Ulf Anderson, and the team at Buskin City for their support of this project. Oh, and by the way, in case you're wondering, Thorsten Anderson is the same Thorsten that JP references in the story you've just heard. If you'd like to support what we're doing, please do consider swinging by the Busker Hall of Fame website and throwing a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com/buskerstories. Your contributions really do allow us to grow this resource and generate more content. So thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping us keep buskin history alive. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. Got a story to tell? Something you think we can improve? A performer you'd like us to interview? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop me a line at cbg at on behalf of myself, story editor Magic Brian, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening.